Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Angels Anonymous, the podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Persephone. If you're new here, I'm so excited that you're a part of this. If you've been here before, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate all the support, all the love. It has been filling my heart and keeping me going. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This... (laughs) I currently need to set the stage for how I'm recording this episode right now because I think it's important to take away this illusion of perfection or like I had in my calendar that I was going to record my podcast at 12.30 today and I'm sitting in a perfectly lit room and I'm ready to go and I'm productive and I have all my things lined up and my ducks in a row. No. It is 10 p.m. on a Thursday. I start my first day of work tomorrow at a little cafe that I just got a job at in Denver. I work at 6.30 a.m. only till 10.30, so not horrible, but I should be in bed right now and I just took a body shower and I had the idea come to me of the best part about this phase of life and I could not shut my head up. So after I got ready for bed, I'm like, here I go. I'm currently home alone. My roommate's gone for the weekend and I'm sitting in my room at my desk fully naked recording this episode before I go to bed and just seeing what comes out. I have no notes, no prep. That's how I want this podcast to go. Like, obviously, it's important to have prep work sometimes, but other times I'm just gonna go for it because... I want it to feel like I'm calling you and you're just hanging out in my room with me or I'm, you know, posting an Instagram story and just sharing vulnerably. I don't want this to be professional or like perfectly curated. So this is probably how I'm going to end up recording my podcast late at night. Who freaking knows? But here we are. And what got me thinking about the best phase or the best part of this phase of life is the hard parts of this phase of life. I really struggle day to day. And whenever people ask me how I'm doing, I don't even know how to respond anymore. Sorry if you hear banging in the background. My hands are moving everywhere and I'm knocking the cords. I don't even know how to answer how I'm really doing because I am so sick of saying good. The whole, hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. That's so fucking stupid to me. I know it's cordial and I know it's just to start the conversation and it's just to be polite, but it's so dumb to me. And I was talking talking to my friend about this lately and we just keep coming back to it and so we finally decided on the answer when someone asks you how are you doing my answer is I'm alive and people can take it how they want they can think it's you know sad or depressing or really exciting like yeah you're alive it's an easy way to like change up the expected answer versus what people normally say good how are you I'm like what could I say to the person in Trader Joe's to actually make a conversation and I think even adding the word how are you really or like how are you really doing today would catch someone off guard instead of just being on so automatic. I'm like, this is not connection. This is counterfeit connection. This is bullshit. We need to spice it up. So next time someone asks you, how are you? Answer honestly. Be like, I'm tired today. I'm happy. I'm hungry. I Like whatever you're feeling, I'm heartbroken. It doesn't matter. Tell honestly because If they're asking, they're inviting an answer in and you don't have to say good. And I still do it depending on how I'm feeling, especially if I'm feeling numb. I don't really want to go into it and I'll say good. And then I immediately after I answer that, I'm like, fuck, 
I just wanted to say something different than that, but whatever. So give yourself grace with that. But I just wanted to spark your brain a little bit with just thinking about how are you? Because you can't answer how you are in one word. Like I am both things at the same time. I am depressed and I am happy. I am anxious and I am at peace. I am busy and I am isolated. I am all of these truths at once and I am not ever really good. Glennon Doyle said a quote, something like, I'm elated and I'm depressed and I'm overly anxious and I'm excited and I'm all these things, but I'm never fine. And that has stuck with me because in recovery or honestly in any part of our lives, like we're not fine. We're constantly going through struggles and healing and learning. It's not easy. This life experience is literally school. We as souls, I believe, came down here, we chose to incarnate into our bodies. This is just how I like to see it. Before we came into this body, we made a choice. We chose who our parents were going to be. We chose the lessons that we were going to learn. We chose exactly not to a T because I think there is some level of free will to it, but we made the choice to come to earth school, which is literally the hardest school to be a part of in this whole spiritual world. Like once you're up in the 4D, 5D, like your angels, your ascended beings, your aliens or extraterrestrials, like they don't have all of the same challenges that we as humans feel. I don't know if they can even feel pain necessarily, or I don't know if they have as much opposition as we do, black and white, up and down, positive, negative, good, bad. I don't know if it's just all good up there. I'm sure they have their own challenges, but I know earth school is not something to take lightly. So we're all doing a great job just being alive, to be honest. With that being said, I mean, I have been learning some hard lessons in recovery and life. I'll be happy one hour and crying the next. I'll be at peace one minute and anxious and stressing about every single thing in my life the next. When I came to Denver, I had some sort of security because my friend has a house here. So I knew where I was going to land. That made the leap of faith a little bit easier. I had a friend here. I knew I was going to meet some of her friends and build community that way. And I also had a nanny job lined up. But over a month in, I got fired from my nanny job because the dad overheard me talking to my friend who's also a mom and a nanny about the challenges of being a nanny. I was starting to get nanny blues or just like feeling cabin fevery. Like I wasn't even taking this baby on walks or I wanted to be able to do more. I wasn't helping out with any household chores. I felt like I could be of more service. And so I thought the dad was just upstairs on calls, not paying attention to me. So I had my headphones in and while the baby was playing or sleeping or something, I talked to my friend because that's when she was available and we both looked back and neither of us thought that anything I said was bad and I honestly would have said anything that I told her to their face. I'm not someone to like talk mad shit and really cut throat and say savage things, but I was expressing my challenges and frustrations with the current role and trying to really troubleshoot and create solutions to what I could propose to them about how I could help more. Could I meal prep for them? Could I take the baby on walks? Just like, you know, problem solve so that both parties could be happy. And the mom called me the next day and in a very quick conversation told me that she overheard. So I don't know if they had cameras and she overheard me or if the dad was listening and she just said it was her. But she's like, we don't trust you. We don't want to work with you anymore. We're not a good fit. And I was like, okay, well, do you mind telling me what you heard that 
that was so upsetting. And she's like, I don't think we need to relive this, whatever. And so I was like, I'm sure you probably don't care to hear my side of the story, but I'm going to tell you anyways. I'm in recovery and they already knew that, but I'm going through a lot of new things, moving to Denver, working nine hour days. This is all new for me. And so I was just trying to figure out with my friend before I came to you and had this conversation, what I could do to make me happier in this environment. So I'm sorry that I had this conversation in my work environment. Like that's very unprofessional. And I apologize if anything I said upset you, but but I understand and you know whatever and they just said we will end amicably and we're not going to give you a bad referral so the conversation ended there and I quickly realized that this was happening for me and not to me I was so sick of the nanny chapter and while it gives good pay I just can't do it anymore I can't watch kids it's like that chapter of my life is done and so I feel like God just kicked me into the next chapter it felt like a band-aid got ripped off but the skin came with it like that wound was so fresh I was already feeling so uncertain and unstable financially like barely making the bare minimum I'll just I'll be fully honest and transparent I was making 2400 a month working three days a week I'm like living bare bones right now I don't have a lot saved I've already felt very insecure financially and just in my job like what do I want to do with my life and so while I was already feeling unstable then this happens and I'm like oh my god I'm going to lose my mind like I feel so my world is shaken up right now I don't know what to grasp onto for security nothing feels certain anymore what do I do it really forced me to start looking other places at what I want to do and forced me to take some action where I normally wouldn't have and I would have stayed comfortable I would have stayed in that job because I would have been too afraid to quit because it was so new and it paid well so I probably would have stayed there for way longer than I should have but it was soul sucking like no matter how cute the baby was he was great it wasn't anything to do with the family or the baby or anything it was more me and like outgrowing that environment and knowing that I'm meant for more. So I started applying. Someone sent me an Instagram story that Green Collective, the place I'm working at, was hiring. So I applied there, got the job, but I also applied online to a health coaching job that I found on LinkedIn. It's full-time remote. You don't need a college degree. I don't have a college degree, but I do have a yoga certification, 200-hour yoga certified, and I also have a certification at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition as a health coach. I applied for that job. I have the interview next week. I don't really know what I'm going to do if I make it all the way through that interview process, if I'll take that or if I'll stay in the cafe job and really push myself to start creating my own health coaching career because I can't take clients on my own or start my own LLC or do things that way individually if I take this other health coaching job. So I don't know. I'm very uncertain right now. I The job that I have right now still isn't going to pay the bills. I feel very scared and very insecure day to day. But the best part about this life is all that I'm learning about this phase of my growth is the beauty is in the mess. The message is in the mess. I am connecting with other women who are going through similar things. I don't have it all together. And that makes me 
me more relatable and able to empathize with people who are also struggling. And I feel like we're so quick to, especially as women, have this timeline for, okay, I need to prepare for when I have kids and I want the picket fence and I want the nice house and I want the husband and I want to be a stay-at-home wife and I need to prepare for retirement and oh, I can't wait to retire and travel. It's like, why would you work your entire life? Think about it. Like if you work five days a week, you have two days to yourself and adding that up over time like that is I don't know what the percentage of five sevenths is but think about how much of your life you're actually living for yourself like if you're living for the weekends and not making time to travel or not doing the things that you feel called to do right now you are literally slowly dying like life is meant to be lived right now we are at our optimal health we are at our optimal we'll never be this young again and whether you're 20 whether you're 40 whether you're 60 listening to this following your dreams and doing what you feel called to do is possible. It's all a mind game. I'm constantly testing that boundary of what's possible, what's actually true for me, what are the things I believe that are actually my beliefs, and what are the beliefs that I have that I've been told or programmed to think, whether that's around money and not feeling worthy of abundance, or whether that's around following a career path that people say you can't live your dream career and be successful at it and make money. Really? Because there are so many people out there doing it, living their truth, fulfilling their purpose to the nth degree. And yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it took some scary leaps of faith. Yeah, it takes a lot of vulnerability and going against the grain of what is normal. And it comes with a lot of uncertainty. And maybe it's even harder than the predicted path of corporate America and getting benefits and having job security. But like, security or any sense of certainty is a complete illusion. Have you ever made plans? Let's say I w- I made plans to go to a concert and I am so excited about this concert. That is all I'm living for. I just can't wait to get through the next few weeks because I'm so ready for this concert. I already bought my outfit. I'm planning out exactly how the night's going to go in my head. I'm visualizing it. I'm so excited. And then COVID happens or the artist gets sick and the concert is canceled then what are you gonna be let down because of expectation yeah probably and that's okay that's a human reaction right like I have that a lot when I hope for something and then I get let down but the truth is attachment is the root of all suffering attachment is really closely related to expectations when we are tying our happiness or our emotional well-being to something in the future that we think is so certain, but really it's a total illusion. And so going back to what the best part about this phase of life is, is the fact that I'm learning how to sit with uncertainty. I don't have a husband that has job security and I've got it in the bag. I've already done that before. I've said this before in other podcasts and I'll say it again when I really tell my story, but I had it all. I had the boyfriend who was making millions and I could swipe his credit card for anything. I was a professional cheerleader. We had the dog. Like It looked like I had it made. I was just going to be the stay-at-home wife who was thriving and oh my gosh, that's every girl's dream. No, it is the most empty, sad, unfulfilling space that you could ever be in. And I'm not saying that every professional athlete or everyone who has money is in that spot, but what you see on Instagram or in pictures is the farthest thing from reality. Like, 
in my bio, I have Instagram is an illusion, so stop comparing because it's so true. I was putting on a full show for you all when I was happily cheerleading and thriving and getting thousands of likes and had the perfect body and the rich famous boyfriend and oh, he bought me the dog. Like we looked perfect together. It's so horrible. It's devastating. It's soul sucking. Nothing's ever good enough when you're in that space. So honestly, I would rather be here and be penny pinching and frugal and learning all of the hard lessons that I am than be there. You couldn't pay me enough to go back to where I was before where I am now. I really love this phase of life because of the independence that I have because every single day is uncertain and I don't know what's coming and I think we have the power to flip the script on what we look at things as. I could either sit in the fear of uncertainty or I could shift it to the excitement of the surprises that the universe is bringing to me every single day and wake up with so much wonder and curiosity. The first thing I do when I wake up is say thank you God or you can say my creator, my higher power, the universe, thank you love, thank you earth, whatever you believe in. Thank that. Thank your creator. Thank the energy that made you as best as you can be in awe of the body that you're in the fact that we're breathing the fact that I have 10 fingers and 10 toes and can stand up and even if you do have physical ailments that prevent you from functioning normally or as optimally as you want to you are still in a body and I can't even tell you how many souls are probably dying to come to earth school and to come into a body like I heard there's a wait list up there in the soul realm that the souls want to come to earth and learn the lessons and even though it's hard and even though it has so much pain and so much suffering there is so much beauty in the day-to-day breathing being able to go outside look at the sky look at the sun connect with people feel in your body cook food taste the food explore meet new people look at people in the eye make connections there's endless opportunities to be in awe of this earth and I know it's hard to stay in that space of awe and of gratitude. Believe me, I fake it till I make it. Sometimes I'm just like, I am not excited about today. I really don't feel grateful to be waking up, but I still say thank you and keep that as a routine because it really is a privilege to be here no matter how fucked up the world is and no matter how hard life feels, it is beautiful and there can be beauty in the pain. And I'm telling you, I work to find it every single day. Life is painful. Recovery is painful. Recovery is hard. It is hard work work to face your emotions and not have any substance to cushion it with. I have a sober friend group of girls and we call ourselves the raw dogs because we are literally raw dogging life head on with no cushion, no protection, just going for it. There is something so empowering and liberating with that. Like I feel so strong and badass being sober knowing that I'm actually working through my shit. I'm feeling through the waves. I'm working to release the things out of my body. I'm healing generational patterns. I'm learning. I'm living. I'm loving. I'm hurting. I'm experiencing the fullness of what it means to be human and even though I do have goals of oh my gosh life is going to be so much better 
when I have more financial security, when I'm actually fully embodying my dream career as a health coach or a guide or a public speaker or whatever it is that I dream of. I am going to be so fulfilled when I have that partner in my life that I can finally love. I still have those dreams, but the illusion of like skipping to that good part is all an illusion. The good part, the beauty of life is right now, and that is the whole point of this journey. I know it's cheesy, but it is not about the destination. It is about the journey on the way there and how you take what life throws at you. You can either hold on to it and keep it heavy and victimize yourself and say, oh, why another hard lesson? Why is God doing this to me? Why does the universe hate me? Like, I hate life. It's so hard. Newsflash, every single person deals with hard things. You're not the only one. So you have a choice to flip your mindset and it's not going to happen overnight. Believe me, my original awakening was probably mm, 19 years old, like shortly after I broke up with the famous boyfriend and I got into yoga teacher training. Like that's really when I started digging deep. But these patterns in my brain of not feeling good enough, of looking at the negative, of poor me and why is life happening to me instead of looking at the opportunity or the possibility of the good in it. I still struggle with that day to day. That's still my automatic programming. But the more that I've become aware and I've practiced through meditation, that helps you create that space between seeing the negative thought or the old way of reacting, having that pause, and then being able to choose something new, to choose a positive word instead, to choose not to say the negative thing to yourself or out loud, to choose a different action and really create those new pathways in our brains. That is how we start to optimize our life and live life to the fullest. It is not about the current condition or the external situation because I guarantee you life is going to continue throwing you shit and throwing you the most unpredictable thing that you could you can't even imagine. And it's all about how you deal with it. And if you choose to victimize yourself and look at it as a negative and don't see it as an opportunity to grow or what can I learn from this situation, life's going to slap you with an even harder lesson next time. Or your body might whisper at you certain things. Um, For me, I've had physical illness show up in my body because I wasn't listening how to slow down, how to rest, how to heal my body. And that has to do with my mental patterns as well. They work together, but your body will whisper at you until it screams. And that's the same thing with the lessons from the universe. They'll throw whispers at you and they'll get louder until... The universe is literally screaming at you like this is not good for you. You need to switch up your mindset. Look at how this phase of life is amazing. We don't know we're in the golden days until they've already passed. And I guarantee you, no matter where you are, you're in your golden days. You're in your prime, whether you're still in high school or you're in the middle of college and you just want to graduate or you're married and you have kids like you are in your prime phase and also know that the best days of your life have haven't happened yet. So it's not beneficial for us to look back and be like, oh, I've already had like my prime. My life is pointless now. Like the best days of my life. I peaked in college. I peaked in this. It's like, no, you can enjoy where you're at and also know that the beauty of what's to come tomorrow is always going to be more beautiful than what you have today. So you can still keep that hopeful perspective of looking forward, but sitting in the joy and the gratitude and the contentment of what I have 
have today and I'm so grateful for it. And when you shift your vibration from insecurity and scarcity and not enoughness and negativity to optimism, positivity, gratitude, abundance, even if you don't have all of the things, the way that you manifest is by welcoming in the energy of the thing that you want to attract. If you want more money, that's the energy of abundance. And if you're living in scarcity or feeling selfish or feeling desperate or grasping or just longing for something, you can still want something, but it's important to be in the vibration of abundance. And I'm guilty of this too, right? Like my podcast is basically for me to take my own advice and what comes through, but the energy of positivity and gratitude will attract abundance to you and it's not like the second you say positive affirmations on a YouTube video you're gonna attract a million dollars like that is very rare I'm sure it's happened to someone but over time you slowly start to change the way chemically the way that your brain and your body works you shift how your cells function the pathways that your brain follows and it might be by 0.01 percent but think about how much that adds up day after day when you're doing the work and I know it's uncomfortable when you stop talking shit and when you stop gossiping and when you stop hating on yourself it's almost like okay well what do I talk about now you have to get creative and challenge yourself to see how else you can connect with others because Gossip and negativity is just counterfeit connection. Brene Brown says that. And in order to build true connection, it takes vulnerability, it takes honesty, it takes openness, it takes trust. You have to do that within yourself first. In order to have those types of relationships, you have to build that with yourself first. You have to be honest with yourself and where you're at and see where you want to grow and change while also knowing that you are exactly where you're meant to be. And it's holding both of those truths at the same time like yes this is where I want to grow towards but I'm content with and grateful for where I'm at right now I think that's how you make any phase of your life the best part of your life I had no idea this is where the podcast was gonna go but that's the whole point of this right like my brain goes where it wants to go I channel through what's meant to come through and I guess just my favorite parts of life being 24 is, yeah, the independence that I have, um, how exciting it is to be growing and changing as much as I am. I look back even a month ago and I'm like, I don't even know who I am now. Like taking the leap of faith and moving to Denver has been the best thing for me. I am so much more self-sufficient and independent than I would be when I was at my parents' house. And I am so grateful for the support and the security and the safety of my parents' house. It is always somewhere that I can come back to but I knew I outgrew Minnesota and even going back there this weekend to visit I felt this dense heavy energy and it had nothing to do with like any one person or any one experience it was just like the energy of somewhere that I've outgrown and that really reassured me that I'm where I'm supposed to be in Denver right now and I'm I'm cooking my own food I'm cleaning my room no one is there to take care of me anymore and I was the baby of the family so I've been very enabled my whole life when I was at my parents house there would always be groceries there my mom I would expect my mom to cook for me 
me, all these things that really held me back from stepping into this next phase of my life of adulting, of really learning how to love and take care of myself. And also something that's really been motivating me is like, am I showing up as the person that I would want to date? And when I was in the middle of my substance abuse, smoking weed 24-7, I looked at myself and I'm like, I am not someone that I would want to date because I'm either going to be dating someone who's okay with the fact that I'm a full-on stoner and they smoke that much too and I don't want that. That's not healthy. Or I'm going to be with someone who's more in alignment with what I do want and I'm going to have to lie to them about my relationship to weed because I don't want them to see me for the truth. I don't want them to see the truth. I don't want them to know that I struggle with addiction. So stepping into my sobriety and choosing the path of recovery has been a huge part of stepping into being that version of myself that I want to be and that I would want to date. And I wouldn't be in Denver if I didn't get sober. I wouldn't be posting podcasts if I didn't get sober. I wouldn't be on social media, on TikTok. Everything that I now have the courage to create and trust myself with is because I'm sober and I love that phase of my life. And everyone says the first year of your sobriety is the hardest. They also say don't do anything crazy in your first year. And I've had everything happen in my first year. I've moved. I've changed jobs. I've gotten fired. I'm like, there couldn't be more happening right now. Like, honestly, sometimes I'm very concerned for my well-being and just the state of my anxiety, Um, but I'm doing all the right things that I possibly can. I'm taking the next right step and I have to detach myself from the outcome because all I have control of is what I can take action on just for today, just one day at a time. And that is a key no matter if you're in sobriety, if you're just doing life regardless. Remember that certainty and the future is an illusion. And yes, it's important to plan, but how can you plan without being attached to the outcome or constantly living in the future? How can you reel in your anxiety and use tools tools to ground you in the present and that's exactly what we do in my zoom group is talk about our struggles so that we can free our mind from constantly repeating the patterns of the shame of the past or the anxiety or the anticipation of the future and talking through things really takes the power away from all of that stress and that worry and grounds you into the truth of right now and on top of talk therapy there's other things we do like breathing techniques mindfulness journaling I have a boatload of tools that I've learned throughout yoga, throughout my own experience with therapy, DBT skills, you name it. I have it in my back pocket. Do I use them always? No. Do I self-sabotage a lot? Yeah, but I do my best and I know that what I have to share is a value and um, things that people haven't necessarily been exposed to yet. So we all have gifts to share and it's important that we share them with each other, whether it's our story or our time or our energy or our wisdom or our knowledge. That's what I'm here to do and that's what I hope that you can receive from this podcast episode and if you're a woman in your 20s or somewhere around my age and want to connect with like-minded women going through the same stuff that you are if you relate to any of the story or anything that I've posted on Instagram or TikTok please join us fill out the form in my bio on Instagram or TikTok it's also in the show notes it's just a short Google forms to get you in so I can send you an email um, with the zoom link and you can join us on Thursdays at 5 p.m pacific time 8 p.m wait 5 p.m pacific time yeah 
8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's a 40-minute Zoom call where we just chat and I'll facilitate the conversation. We'll start with a breathing exercise or maybe a song to dance or just some way to get into our body. And then I'll open it up. Maybe I'll have a topic that was suggested by one of the women in the group that they wanted to talk about or just an open night for people to share their stories or who knows. It's not going to be overly structured, but it's a really special space for women to connect and heal and feel seen and free themselves from that worry, from that shame, and really be able to trust themselves, feel confident, feel safe in their bodies, feel secure. Like I have never felt more security than I do now because of the women I have surrounding me in my life. So that's what I love about this phase of my life. This was such a scrambly rant, but now you understand how my brain works and this is probably how this podcast is gonna go. So if you have a quick thinking mind that switches fast from topic to topic or if you have ADHD I'm sure this podcast is going to be great for you and I thank you so so much for listening if you could leave me a review that would be amazing if it's a one-star review you don't have to leave it but if it's a five-star review and you have something nice to say you can leave a review and I'll see you next time angels love you (laughs) 